0: Thank you so much for allowing me to be on your show. Yes, no, it's a pleasure to have you. You are a master of champagne, and I'm just so excited. and did just. I'm here with a master
1: today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, hey, a lot, a lot, a lot of hard work, a lot of prayer, and a lot of. Um, I have a great, um, great wine tribe, great family, great church tribe. So I, I couldn't have done without them. Um, yep.
0: okay well tell everybody who you are and like how did you come to this
1: journey and there's a little bit of feedback okay i'm not sure if it's on my end or yours oh let me see let me just is that hold on. is that better
0: let me yep that's much better
1: okay all right well hold on. before i before i start can i let me can i pour me a glass first
0: oh well you know what because right. like people want to know what you're gonna drink, but I, I think they wanna know who you are because they're like who is this damn in there me right now? So, Absolutely well you got your tie on, you got your vest on, like you at like Easter Sunday in February. So I'm like, come on now, you can't ask this shirt on, on this
1: podcast. here for this. Hey well definitely, well my name is if you don't know me, my name is Cornice Anthony Jr i um, certified sommelier through the court of masters, but I'm the first African-American master of champagne in the state of Texas. Um, I have, um, champagne is more than just a beverage, it is a lifestyle. So hence that's why I dress the way I dress. And this is me all day, every day. If you, if you see me and I'm not dressed like this, you probably walk past Everybody's used to me dressing like this, rain, sleet, hail, snow, Monday through Sunday. This is, this is, just, this is just me. If I showed you my closet, you'd be like, Wow, okay, yeah, yeah you you doing a lot. Okay, a okay, okay. So I, I feel like
0: I'm to alcohol as a champagne master because that's a huge accolade. So go ahead and pour up and please tell us what are you slipping on tonight?
1: So tonight I'm drinking, it's my bright light, you can see it. It's Domaine La Bordier, uh based out of the old or the Cote de Bars. It's 100% Pinot Noir. This is the um, Sainé method, so it's made the blending method or the historical method of champagne, or how they traditionally traditionally used to make um, make uh, rosé champagne. There are two different methods. But this is also one that's very popular for some wineries. Um, I love this. Very super small producer. They only make 4,500 of these bottles. Yes. Wow. Only
0: 4,500
1: of these bottles. Um, beautiful uh, husband and wife combination that's been doing this, I think, since the 80s. Uh, single vintage, uh, comes from, uh, also fonduity or single finger as well. Uh, this is, I know, dos, dosé foyer, means sweet madness in English. Um, no, it's not sweet at all, though. It's bone dry. Um, uh, it is an extra brew style of champagne. I do love it. Uh, it's one of my, actually, one of my personal favorite, um, rosé champagne. Rosé champagne is actually my favorite style of champagne, to be honest with you. So
0: we're putting it
1: nation together. So you like
0: rosé, mm-hmm. you like champagne. So today,
1: put them together. bring
0: both worlds together. Put them together. Actually, honestly,
1: besides champagne, I probably drink more rosé, like still wine rosé more than anything else. That's Honestly, that is, that is like my, that is like my jam. I've always been a big, a big rosé person. I probably, I probably drink probably just as much rosé year-round as I do champagne.
0: Well, listen, we are here for that. Clearly, uh, this is the rose hour. Um, and I don't know if you would look around. Uh, I really like rose. I like pink. It, it's a thing. It's like it's not. It's not a, a lifestyle. It's a. Nothing not wrong
1: with that. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that at all.
0: <laughs> it's what we do, right? It's what we do. Absolutely. Okay, so you are pouring it up. Uh, we're not gonna talk about what I'm having because it's nothing like what you're having. This just some rose. Cool, but well,
1: we can we can still cheers.
0: Cheers!
1: Cheers to you! Cheers to
0: you!
1: So, but no, I've I've, I've been on this journey uh, for about man, it's 2016, about seven years. Um, I got into wine on accident. Uh, I was uh, I moved to Houston in 2009. Originally from St. Louis. I see you from Chicago. Aren't you from Chicago? All right, Oh, right. so you my brother?
0: From Absolutely.
1: My Midwest, Midwest thing, Midwest thing. Uh, came to Houston, uh, taught, school, taught middle school for two years, and I uh, got my master's at Prairie View. I graduated, got my undergrad from Southern University, so I'm always going to be a Jaguar, always. Uh, got my master's in construction management, did that for a couple years, worked for a small cabinetry company, doing project management. Wound up getting laid off, they got bought out by, by big boys, and um, my combined division was the first one to go, and so I was a newlywed at the time so I hey the bills. Bills never stop. They you got to got to pay the bills. So I applied for an um, overnight position at Kroger's. I was looking for, you know, just something I could do in the evening time and nighttime and then, you know, save some money on daycare. because Daycare is expensive. Super expensive. Um when went to the uh, went to the job and uh, the manager was like, "Hey man, you are way too qualified to be working overnight." Way. And I, I I dress just like this, is like, man, you know, I I, man, I I can give it to you, but I think, you know, there's something a little bit better out there for you. I do have a job for you if you like it. I was like, what is it? I'm like, at this point, like, I'm desperate. Like, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll buy bag, groceries, whatever you need. I need something. So you want to be in our wine department? Over our wine department, I was like, sure. I didn't know nothing about wine. Absolutely. Like,
0: it tastes good. Yeah, it tastes
1: good, you know. Hey, champagne, you know. Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, cool. And she's like, hey, you gotta go through this real rigorous uh, rigorous uh, wine training. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm not driven, not worried about it. You know, hey, I just gotta learn the stuff in my department, but that conversation changed my life. Uh, I went to meet my mentor and a year later, probably less than a year later, six months later, I became a certified Psalm. I got past my junior Psalm in January, 2017, and then I became a certified Psalm. And, um, 20 in july of
0: 2017. wow okay this is this is like right because you're saying hey i was just living life i was trying to put food on the table right the bill. life was life being. and someone put this before me i i i drank wine, but like Probably wasn't your calling, right? Right. I'm pretty sure when you went to the to the club, when you went out to, you know,
1: order drinks, was wine your preferred drink? Not at all. I mean I always, you know, like anybody else, <clears throat> I would buy bottles, you know, bottles of champagne to pop. I didn't know, I didn't understand, appreciate what it what it was, uh, as I do now. Um so yeah, I I was I never really been a big hard liquor person. Uh you know, I never I never Never been into you know drinking hard The only thing I, the only hard I used to drink was Alpha Punch. I'm an Alpha, so. Oh.
0: Okay. Enough said. Enough said. Okay. I I understand. Um, I have blacked out. Not blacked out in a bad way. Uh, but I have had the the Alpha Punch. Uh, at my alma mater, Southern
1: Illinois University Carbondale. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. Nice. Uh, so I. I understand and one of my best friends who's an aka uh, melinda Magnificent mill oh, yeah. uh yeah she has made sure i understood what that was so i totally understand and you made the transition from you know dabbling in your you know fraternity drink to now wine
1: absolutely what was
0: that like like someone's like hey come to the wine department learn more about it like were you apprehensive
1: was it like challenging like how did you feel about that i mean honestly to be honest with you it really wasn't the wine like the actual wine and stuff that drew me into wine like i was always i was a history major so like learning about wine and the educational part and learn about the history when you're studying wine you learn in geography you learn in history you learn in economics you learn in a whole bunch of different um different subjects, all inclusive, besides learning just about the actual wine itself, The wine to me is kind of like the cherry on top. You know, when you're studying wine, it's kind of like putting a sundae together. And then at the end, the cherry on top, that's you actually trying what you're tasting inside of a glass. Uh, I still, that, that's what actually drew me in. That's what actually drew me to Champagne. Uh, Champagne has a, is a very, very historical place, uh, whether people understand it or not. And it's no historical significance and, in ways around the world and, and things that we've studied in school that people uh, don't don't probably even understand
0: so okay so wine champagne I think a lot of people don't know right I think people drink to drink you go to a liquor store you see the sales you're looking at well I want to celebrate it says sparkling and it's in the same section. So you think, oh, sparkling, that's champagne. right? Like, how did you learn the difference between like the wine, champagne, and like, how did you even like come to be sort of like, this is my niche? Okay. Like, not the sparkling shit, excuse my language. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, but the champagne, like that's my game.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, like when we, when I used to study class, used to try different stuff and it always appealed to me, just the process of how it's made. I always try, I think champagne best represents me as a person. It's beautiful, but it's complex. You know, and that's, that's really how champagne is. Um, a lot of people don't even recognize champagne as a wine. They put wine and champagne in two totally different categories, but it's really one and the same. It's really the same thing. It just goes through the process twice instead of one time. Um, so, you know, that I, I would say that um, also, you know, that was probably the most familiar wine I would use. Like I said, when I would go out, that's what I would drink. Either glasses of it, buy bottles of it. You know, when it's a celebration, that's what everybody goes for. You know, nobody's bringing a bottle of cab to a to a party. Maybe a regular party or a bottle of Chardonnay, but well, most people don't. Uh, you know, some people do, but you know, when it's a big celebration, it's a wedding. You know, uh, you know, you got you, know, you got a promotion or something. Most like you popping a bottle of drinking a bottle of bubb. Interesting. Okay, and like I I saw there was a comment where
0: someone was like. Champagne is like liquid history. It is. How how can people like, understand what that means? Like, okay. I think people think, oh, wine, you know, people go back to the book days, right? There's that story where Jesus turned water into wine. It's one of my favorite stories, because I'm like, well, what kind of wine was it? Like, you know, was it red? Was it white? But, like, how do we get to this, like, champagne has history behind it?
1: Okay, what great is- question. Well, every major European war Like all the way going back to like the Hundred Years' War, was fought in Champagne. Have you heard of uh, Artillery the Great? Yeah. The only war he ever lost was in the region of Champagne. Um, The Hundred Years' War, the 16th century religious conflict, World War One, World War Two. I'm probably missing some wars. all those because where champagne is located strategically, it's just at a place where it's close to Belgium, it's close to Germany, so it's at a strategic place where you know it's easy to get to because it's close to so many borders. So every major European war that you've studied about in school, champagne has been affected in some way.
0: Interesting. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, um, you know, I'm branching. No, Did champagne
1: have something to do with it? No, no, you gotta understand. Like the French champagne became like, once champagne became what we know it as today, um, as far as the beverage, it became synonymous with France. So let's take for example, like Hitler. Hitler really wanted, wanted France, but he wanted champagne even more. Like he actually put a czar like a, uh, they call him the, uh, the vine viewer. Um, uh, he actually was stationed in Champagne during World War II just to like go house to house and try and take all the wine that were actually in, in Champagne.
0: Like literally there's a
1: story of how he went to, um, gosh, who was it? Was it, um, I think it was Lady Bollinger. I think it was Lady Bollinger. The viewer. His name was Otto Kirschman. And, um, he came to her house and was like, "Hey, what's up? what, what is champagne at?" And, and she was like, "Hey, can I sit down?" And she gave him a chair that was too small, because you know she was trying to get him out of there. Right. Um, Robert de who was the marketing director for what, who actually started Dom Pérignon, he um, was a person that uh, was an advocate of trying. Basically, was kind of like the voice of the people at champagne, and he uh, actually actually wound up getting put in a concentration camp because he would not help the Germans find where the champagne was hidden. Yeah.
0: Yo, this is like, people in the comments are like, My head is blown, like, the emoji of the brain popping off right now, like, first of all, didn't know Hitler even had a czar or a person that he appointed for that. That is so crazy. Um, and then I'm going to go further and say, like, probably Joseph Stalin probably did
1: something like this, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. got champagne in Russia has a great has a great history. Like, Kristal. Y'all know Kristal, right? Yeah. You know, the, the bottle with the yellow, with the yellow wrapper and the gold wrapper uh, on top of it or whatnot, that actually was made for art, um, uh, Nicholas, uh uh Nicholas, Alexander, whatnot. That's actually why it comes in a clear bottle. He wanted a champagne. He didn't want something that the commoners would drink. So he made Louis Rotary, made him a special champagne. He wanted to be called Crystal. They called it Crystal. It came in a clear bottle because he was afraid that people was going to try and assassinate him. That's why it comes in a clear, flat see. bottle.
0: Yes. This is, this is, oh my God. Like, yes. I'm going to take, hey, take this. Take
1: you know the um, you know the story about Anastasia. You heard about Anastasia, the the, the princess Anastasia, when everybody said it was missing and smart. Her that was her father. That was her father. Yeah. First first sparkling first prestige cuvee ever made was 1876 for Russia. It was a sweet style. Uh, they didn't they didn't make champagne brute style champagne that we drink today did not come until um, until like a little bit after that by um, Lady Pomeroy. She created the brut style that we have today. For so the English, English wanted something less sweet. They wanted a drier style of champagne. So, so yes. are you
0: doing a po- podcast called? I mean, I know, you know, Comedy Central has drunk history, yeah. right? Can you do a podcast? Because, like, I would, I my mind is so blown, like my invisible line is is like dry it up with all the like craziness that you're saying right now it's like girl you can't speak like this is so insane i had no idea about half of this like 90 percent of what you're saying right now it's, like,
1: it's a lot yeah i can i can go i can i can go deep as you one but yeah like like the white house has an official sparkling they don't have a champagne after they have an official sparkling stromsburg it's the official yeah, sparkling I wine that, um, like yeah
0: yeah, I, yeah. Uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: I do, I I do gamble there. But I didn't know, like, historically, Mm -hmm. we're taught all this stuff in history class, right? Mm -hmm. And we are not taught. And I think it's because, like, America is, like, conditioned to be, like, because of prohibition. Right. And, like, we're not supposed to be drinking. Do we jump up with hope, down with dope? Right, like don't drink, don't smoke, but like there's so much history combined into this industry mm-hmm. that is a billion, quadrillion dollars. That like we have no idea about.
1: Can I give you one? I'm gonna give you one last story. Well, last going no,
0: with the story.
1: <laughs> so, you heard of Charles Isaac, right? Yes. Okay, Sorry, Champagne Charlie. Yeah. Champagne Charlie is like, I consider him the father of American champagne. He's one who came over here and brought champagne here. When he did, um, he came here, was selling champagne. They wind up, um, he was going down to New Orleans to try and get some uh, get some money. So people that owe the money for his champagne. He didn't have the money, so they gave him cotton instead. This is during the Civil War, all right? They gave him cotton instead so he was like okay i'm gonna shift this cotton back to france so he was on the boat of course he got caught up in the block- in a blockade by the confederates and they wound up by the i'm sorry by the u.s army and they jailed him and he lost everything absolutely stayed in jail for three years got out of jail uh abraham lincoln and the president or the i'm sorry the king of france I actually was able to get him out of jail um, the guy who actually owed him money wound up giving his brother, wound up giving him the money and gave him the land. Guess to what city that sits here in the United States today? Denver, Colorado. What? Absolutely. Look it
0: up. I, I, I trust you. Absolutely. My...
1: He gave him, instead, he couldn't pay him the money. He's like, hey, I got this land in this place called Denver, Colorado. And yeah. That's how he was able to get it back on. He took that land, wound up selling it, and starting starting champagne, starting champagne all over again.
0: Okay. So Moet. Yes. Everybody knows Moet. Yes. Everybody knows
1: Reb. Mm-hmm.
0: What
1: you got? <laughs> I'm sorry?
0: What you got on this? I I feel like you got a story
1: Um, for them. I mean, Claude Mouet, Claude was probably, was probably like the Donald Trump of like champagne. He was like the most hated man. They were like the Walmart of champagne. They were like, they weren't the first, but they were like the first to kind of like make it like a global, global brand. Claude Mouet was the founder of it. Yeah, like they literally were, them and Vu Clico were kind of like, kind of like the bloods and crips of of, of champagne back in the day. Yeah. I know Vu
0: Clico, is not who we think they are.
1: I mean they they, they are to an extent. I mean I mean put like this. They didn't like Moet but Moet owns them now. So they they are all under everybody didn't like Moet Moet owns them now. Runar, uh Krug, yeah. They they all hated Moet. But like
0: without Chanel. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. And if you know the history of Chanel, mm-hmm. you know that they were sort of, like, funding things in the world that were not good for you. I mean, there's a lot of houses that I was doing I mean, it's a lot of houses that I was kind of doing that. I mean, we, we, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I would say that they, they had a really, they have a, a, how can I put it? I'm not going to say now historically they have a by any means necessary mentality. Yeah. And put it like that. Yeah. By any means. You're yeah, gonna get yeah. these, you gonna get yeah, this absolutely. champagne. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay. And I see someone put in the comments, this is Black History Month, I'm getting champagne history month. And I mean <laughs> that's pretty real because it all it trajectory, interlocks into black history. Cause like even the, the story about the cotton right going I mean who was picking it. I I was probably in role 89 correct those terms uh, picking that guy. Um uh, okay, so like who in the black space is, is working in the champagne world now because you know there's so many emerging companies now. It's great to see, as we are talking about black history with that amazing comment, um, you know, there is you know Barbina Robinson with Stuyvesant who's right. came out with this Uh, you know,
1: Isaiah Thomas uh, and his champagne.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, there are some emerging black companies. Absolutely. What do you have to say about that in terms of like the the new
1: up-and-coming black champagne company? Great question. Well, there is one black woman who actually is only one black person in champagne who owns a house. One.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, because nobody owns their house. They don't own it. No, no, no. no, no. She
1: actually owns her house. Marie Chesery. She's the only black person.
0: Oh, Black
1: woman. Marie Cesare, yes. She has a, uh, she's actually, I think she is, she's from Island descent. She's French, because you can't own vineyards in France if you're not. Right,
0: because families have to accept you in order to do so, and most families are
1: not about that life. So she's French, but her her originality is from, uh, she's from the islands. So like her those sides the sugar she uses for her champagne is sugar cake. So it's a different type of sugar so in champagne when they add those sides the sugar they use is beet sugar but she uses sugar cane because to represent her heritage for her being from the island but she actually has her own house um she has a she has like three different cuvées i know she has a, a group she has a rose then she has two different roots, she has a rose that she's the only black person that owns like 100 she owns her vines everything is her um isaiah thomas sharon is an awesome brand love sharon um i love Jay-Z. Awesome. right right i love um i love Stavion, what they're doing what she's doing out there in um in new york and in brooklyn that's amazing there's hrlm based out of harlem some brothers out of harlem uh who are doing some great things um there's billionaire row i think billionaire row is based out of ec miami yeah wait what is it
0: called
1: billionaires row actually i got a shirt list. I gotta add Isaiah Thomas and stuff on there. So, these are all the black brands that I have. I gotta add I gotta add um, I have to add uh, I just Elba has a champagne and I have to add Isaiah Thomas. But there's HRLM, uh, there's Billionaires Row. they have a um, a bourbon as well. You know 50 Cent has a champagne Yeah, I think one brother's out of D.C. and one's out of Miami. I think they met at Howard. I think they met at Howard. I, I've seen information behind
0: Information okay, cool. I yeah,
1: absolutely. I love to, to know who's in the backyard here. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, you also have, um, you have 50 Cent, you got La de Roya. 50 Cent actually just won, um, just won a gold medal or a top wine, uh, for the Houston Rodeo this year. Um, you have Drake, Drake has a champagne, my selection. There's a funny story behind that. I have to tell you off the air, uh, but it's a funny story behind that one, too. Oh, that's cool. And if you could introduce us to Drake, you know we we here for that too. You know, listen, I, I'm try- trying to get introduced to Drake too. I'm always down. So that, our
0: totally that,
1: absolutely, yeah. Hey, we OVO o- for life. OVO for life. But um, but um, I, mean, I think it's I think it's looking good. I mean, you have to understand is that like the perception of, of like what people in Champagne I think had about us was that we were. Um, we were using the product not the way they intended it to be to be used, like spraying it on people and women and stuff like that. I don't think they wanted us to do it like that. Uh, but uh, you know, we, we're changing that perception that we really are passionate about the actual, um, the reason the why, um, the luxury, the luxury behind it, the lifestyle behind it. So I, I like the direction that is it, that is going. I mean, it's 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 a it's a beautiful thing, man. Once, once you get into it, once you get bit by that champagne, book, there's no going back. I can promise you
0: that. Okay. So, like, if you are a master mm-hmm. of champagne, that's what, I mean. what does that even mean? And, like, you're the only person in Texas that's a black male Yes. that's a master of champagne. Please explain that, because I think there are people who may not understand really what that means.
1: Oh, uh, well, I took well the whole journey started. Um I was a I was a mentee of Miss Julia Coley, uh who I love to death, Mama Julia. I hope she's watching Or if if not, you know, I'm sure she will she will see this. Uh she wound up, you know, starting Black Wine Professionals and she came out with a scholarship, uh, partnered up with LaRod Perrier. And um I have to be a part of the first group and it was it's a very how can I put it? It's like having another job. Like it's a very tedious tedious process because you're you're basically diving super deep super super deep and you only have a year to take the test and you know you have life going on you know personally professionally then you like you kind of like doing it at your own pace and studying on your own and so yeah uh, I went through a wine scholar guild uh, which is a very reputable um, wine certification group and I took my test in September of um so I took my test in June of 2021. I found out in September of 2021. I got a 98 out of 100. Yeah.
0: What? Okay. Do you remember what questions you
1: got wrong? I remember the one one question I did get wrong was a map question. Because the map was kind, of, it was like two small dots like close to each other, and I, I kind of knew I got that one wrong. Everything else was pretty simple. So it's pretty it's pretty straight straightforward i mean it was it was a 10 10 math questions 50 multiple choice and it was like four essays and then you have an hour to do it and you have a proctor sitting there watching you the whole time so it's not like you just get an exam you're just sitting there there's somebody sitting there watching you the whole exam like
0: the bar, but more
1: yeah i mean it, it was i mean it's it, nothing is ever as hard as it seems i tell that to everybody all the time i say that you know i mean it is it is the hardest part is just clean aspect. Once you get to the exam, it's basically like it's like practice. You know, you practice hard, practice hard, and when the exam comes, you know, it's time for game time, it's easy. Wow. Okay. And
0: so how how do you know
1: that you're the only one in the state of Texas? Oh, you can look it up. You can look it up. Actually the Wine Scholar Guild told me. Uh they actually told me that you are, you know, you're the first African American. I didn't I didn't make I wasn't like, you know, like self-proclaimed. You know how somebody hey, I'm the self-proclaimed this, that no that Why Sky actually told me about like, myself, like hey you're the first African American to pass the test in the state of Texas. I was like so wow you
0: need to like put your jersey up on the riser. Hey, I know I
1: got I got something. No, listen, that that's coming. We we still we still in rookie mode. We, i I only been in the industry for seven years. You know, I, I haven't even made a decade yet. So I have accomplished a lot and I'm very thankful for God for that. Um I've accomplished a lot sometimes I have to remind myself uh how much i've accomplished in a short amount of time but you know this is this is just the beginning we got some great things coming up
0: okay so as a person who has a master's in champagne what do you do because i think there are maybe some people out here who want to learn like okay i i love this idea mm-hmm. right we- of course you know people call it we don't know what we don't know, right. right right these are new things that we're experiencing within this industry mm-hmm. so it's like well what do you do for a job right mm-hmm. what career opportunities What exists out there for you so like what can someone in your position do uh, for income or opportunities that are that are existing
1: I mean, to be honest, outside of doing like the traditional things, like working at a wine shop or working at a restaurant, uh, with even being a master of champagne, that wouldn't give me like a, a wine director job at a place because I have a niche certification. It's definitely like being a, being a master of champagne. is not the same as being a master sommelier, which is when you're you're master of all, all wines or uh, whatnot. I'm a master of a particular niche a particular region. Um, outside of doing the traditional thing, you have to create your own lane. Um, I love educating. I do a lot of classes. Um, I do a lot of um, personal um, consulting work for like people who want me to like basically pick out champagnes for them, um, help them find vintages or whatnot. Do consulting work. I'm basically trying to like line up their personal sellers. Um, and you know, I'm which actually... I think
0: that is amazing. Like, let's pause on that. Personal sellers. Yeah. Like, we're not dealing with people like me and i got like this wine refrigerator with like 12 little spots you're dealing with people who have entire facilities
1: like can you talk more about that yeah so usually usually most people um you know they go to auctions they want to buy particular vintages they heard historically i've been like very very popular and sometimes i help them find those help those find those wines so they can purchase them tell them how much i personally would tell them to spend for it um, and they'll, bur- they'll buy them they just organize them with things you want to age like some you want to drink within the next year and a half, Some you want to drink in the next 3 years, 5 years, 10 years um, 20 years uh, so on and so forth so yeah, it's, it's, it's that's, that's, that's pretty much the gist of it you know, there, there's I had one person ask me, uh, try and find them a 19, a wine like a champagne from 1953 that's the year my dad was born that's 70 years ago my dad was, like, like 25. Yeah. Yo, so, you know, and so, you know, it'd it be things like that. You know, um, I have one person asking, which I told him straight out, like, I can't find this one. He won the first Cristal Rosé from 1971, like, 1959. I'm like, dude, they made that, they made that only for one, made that, they made that wine for a party. Me trying to find that wine, sir, is, is like, I know you have a lot of money, but I don't think you got that much.
0: Well, and like, let's talk about that for a quick second because like, I know you got a lot of money, sir. With this kind of like niche, Mm -hmm. you're able to tap into people with access to capital for things that they desire. And they're willing to pay for their desire. Right. And I think that's something that we do not know and understand
1: because it's not something that we have had access to. Absolutely, I agree, I agree. I mean, I think that, I mean, for us, wine, you have to look at wine in two different type of, of lengths. One, one, it is a beverage to drink. It also is an investment. You know, like I have champagnes, like I'm sitting on, that I probably won't drink, like I have champagnes. I'm sitting up on my kids' turn, 21 years old. I have a year one for every year, I mean, for their birth years, uh, a vintage one for every one of their birth years. Also, I have some, like, really cool vintage champagne, so I'm just sitting on it. Yay! life can happen. Things can go bad. I can lose my job. But I know, hey, if all else fails, I can sell this bottle. I know, I know that bottle can give me a good maybe three, dollars $4,000. Um, it's all about how you want to... Uh, one of the big things of, of us is like, hey, man, I want to drink it now. Well, I always tell people, if you want to drink it now, buy one to drink and buy one to save. Buy two. Don't buy one, buy two if you can afford two. You only can afford one. Excuse me, um, save it, because you never know. I'm telling you, like like right now, if you have a chance, like 2015 vintage stuff is probably going to be just as good as But they compare it to 08. And the 08 is probably the best champagne we've had in the 21st century.
0: Really? Yeah, they, <laughs> they changed
1: it to 2015 vintage right now. And it's cheap right now. So if you see some 2015 stuff, I would get it and, and, and sit on it. I would drink it, drink one, and then say the other, because... They're it's a really, really good vintage. and There's a lot of 2015s out there. A lot.
0: think that in my notes.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. If you have a chance, I'm going to say it again. If 2015 champagne, if you find it, get it, save it. Because save a lot it. of people are saying. Don't drink
0: chanting. it. Don't drink your supply.
1: Right. Save it. Save
0: it. Save it. Like, the other thing that I think people may not know is, like, how to acquire someone like you, right? Mm-hmm. If they're looking for, for services, like, I want to learn wine education oh, or right. champagne education or how can I become uh, certified in this or get get sort of, like, this education or how can I become like you, right? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do? So, like, can you talk about, like, how someone could take, like, sort of, like, your journey as you did?
1: Well, I, I would say that, but in my particular journey, I just happened to be blessed. Like, when I went to Kroger's and I worked with Kroger's, and uh, the person that I, um, they put me with actually was studying to become a master song. Uh, so I was blessed in that regard. So I didn't have to go searching for it. If I had to search for find, I probably would have gave up, because I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, but for right now, I say, like, follow, like, follow people online. because right now it's probably the easiest ever been. Because you know we don't have to be in the same city or be in the same space to talk about wine to have study sessions, uh, so on and so forth. There, there's so many different avenues and ways you can um, you can do things. Uh, one is you know through social media, of course, like Instagram, reaching out to people you see in the wine community from uh, from your city and um, around the country. The ones you find that try and find you a, a really good study group. A committed study group a real study group instead of a group that just want to get together and drink like y'all actually want to study wine instead of like hey we all bring a bottle of drinking instead of study uh, which sometimes can be very complex as well beyond um, we, uh, I would say that but no it's 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 really like trying to find Yoda like in Star Wars it's like really like trying to find a, a good study group or uh, uh, and find somebody to mentor you find somebody that you trust uh, on your journey. I'm, I'm always, uh, my door is always open. I'm always available anybody to tell you. If you reach out to me, I definitely will answer back. Range, hell no. Um I may not answer right back, but I will get back with you. And I won't, I will try my best to be as committed to you as you are committed to doing what you want to do.
0: Okay. Well, I think you had a question to ask viewers yes. today. Because you were going to do some sort of treat for
1: people i am i am so i am doing a rose bottle giveaway rose bottle giveaway because we are on, on the rose on hour percent. podcast so i thought it would only be right that you know i give a rose bottle of champagne away but there is a question you have to answer in order to get this rose bottle and i give you two options as far as the bottles. you can get the bottle i'm drinking tonight the Domain Labordier, or I can get you a bottle of whatever the answer is, current rosé that is released. So you have two bottle options, whoever wins. In order to win, you have to answer this one question. Who created the first?
0: Wait, wait asked? Yes. when do they have to post the answer and where?
1: Oh, absolutely. You have to DM, first person that DMs me the answer, but you have to follow me. And follow the Rose out I'm gonna ask her, like, hey, did this person follow you or follow me If you follow us both already, it's already okay, but you first have to follow me and her. um but the question is, who created the method of rose that blends Pinot Noir with the white wine? I need the name of the person, the house, and the year it was created again. Who was the person that created the rosé style of blending Pinot Noir with the white wine? Name the person, the house, and the year. And I'll give you one fun fact about that. Champagne is the only place in the world you can blend a white, a red wine with the white wine. Nobody else in the world can do that. So DM me that answer. Make sure you follow me and her. So if you only follow me or you just follow her and not the other, when you get it right, I got to move on to the next person.
0: You got it. We're gonna verify. We're gonna verify. We're gonna verify. <laughs> we're gonna
1: verify. we're gonna verify. we got each other's phone numbers, so you know, whether it's online or offline, we're gonna find out who it is. We so again see
0: you if you are lying. So tell the truth. Cause this is a good bottle it's of good Bo-Z. bottle. of that he's grappling off. Like, I secretly want to act like someone else and use one of my other accounts that I spy on people on and do a but
1: not the spy account. Not the spy account. Are we all got this?
0: Okay, so don't you have like a friend group and you have a friend group account? That right. Y'all right.
1: So that's what we do. Okay. Pin the question. I would definitely do so. I would do so. Hold on. Hold on. How can I do that? Really? I can. I can do you can. can do that. Too. All right. All right. But Thank I you, man. Like, get up, walk right. You. You more technology savvy, probably than I. Am. Okay, gonna we, gonna, we gonna make
0: it. We gonna make it work somehow to pin the question. I have two devices working at the same time simultaneously. So hopefully, what I just did did what I was supposed to do. And Jesus wept. Oh snap! I
1: think I did it. Did I do it? Oh, I think she did it. Oh.
0: Yep. I did it, I did it, I
1: did it. This is what
0: happens when you uh, have birthdays, because it's second uh, There you go. There you go. Because I never said the year or the age, because, so happy birthday to you. Okay, Absolutely. so we're more, more questions to you because, like, I just feel like if you guys have questions for him too, please feel free to hit that question button because, like, you are like, I understand like the whole you are giving us history lessons and the connection, but like one brother, you need to drop a podcast about, I, I'm, I'm going to, I, you probably have already heard this before, I know I'm not the only person who said this to you, I'm going to speak over your life today, but well, you need to drop a podcast about the history and champion because there is no one in this space doing
1: Absolutely, and I, I've I've thought about that, uh, and and I do definitely. I, I probably, I probably should. I've, I've heard that from multiple. Even my dad told me that he was like, "Listen, I talked to Champagne a bunch about so much to my dad. He'd be like, listen, listen, son, I love you, but I don't love you that much. You need, to, you need to let the world know this information because you go, you go beyond, beyond, beyond. These. Like, I mean, this is Champagne. Like, I like wine. Don't, don't get it twisted. I like wine, but I love, love Champagne." Love, love shit. Mean, this is, this, this is, is my, saying. this is my why. This is my
0: why. I, and I mean, like, even the conviction you have when you're telling those stories, it's very, like, I, I feel like I'm picturing what you're saying. And so it's like, you mean Hitler was doing what? He picks, I was like, he's out here like, you, <laughs> you like, you have something there
1: i appreciate that
0: so do it. i appreciate that and i, I think everybody who agrees go ahead and dm like tell him agree because we need this podcast
1: we need it. i mean it, it's you know it's i have i have so many things that i, I want to do I, I, I used to be a teacher i used to teach history so it, it goes it goes hand it goes hand and i come from a family of teachers my uncle just joined a line and he's a former educator so you know i um i, I come from that i come from that line preachers and teachers so it comes naturally and
0: comes you're through. from st louis so of course historically speaking st louis has a lot of history so absolutely uh, come on now Absolutely. You the Midwest. It really you know, you gotta do? Just
1: make it happen. Yeah. are the best. We're the best dressed. We have the best, the best personality. So I believe.
0: Everybody loves us. Everybody loves. us. Everybody loves we're, us. No
1: we're like the we're melting pot. We, we get some of everything: some East Coast, some West Coast, some Down South. You know, we got like the gumbo of the country. We you get, you get, you get, you get it all in one, all in one exactly. with us.
0: Exactly, and I mean. The only argument I get into with people is
1: about
0: pizza. Oh, um, okay.
1: And, okay, there is is St. single style pizza. Absolutely. Uh, um, it's not Chicago style. Yeah, you know, I mean, we not, listen, everybody makes mistakes. Oh. Everybody makes mistakes. Re- Re- everybody, it's and okay. And they
0: do it in that
1: arch. Hey, hey, hey. It is, a, it is a wonder of the world. It is the gateway to the West. We are the best. I don't
0: know what that arch is
1: doing. Oh my. The same thing the Sears Tower is doing. It's just sitting there.
0: First of all, you can lean back <laughs> and see the city. Don't try it.
1: Well, you can don't go up in the elevator and see ours. You can, go, you can go up in the elevator, go to the top, You just, and get a
0: beautiful and just look at it all. That's yes, absolutely lovely. McDonald's, oh. and you
1: can see it. Oh, oh <laughs> so this, that, hurt, that hurt. This is
0: where the Midwest goes left. <laughs> okay. We do have love, but we do have a little shade.
1: Yeah, I mean, Chicago, right. St. Louis, so it's always it's yeah. a love-hate okay. thing. It's a love-hate yes. thing. I get it. 57,
0: you know, that highway is very long. They get very annoying. Uh, the other thing I was going to ask you, too, is,
1: like, what made you move from St. Louis to Texas? Okay. Okay, well, you know, going to Southern University, you know, we're in between New Orleans and Houston. So, you used to come, you know, TSU is here, or, te- or Texas Southern is here. You say TSU, something people don't know whether you're talking about Tennessee State or Texas Southern. So, we used to play Texas Southern in Prairie View. And so, we used to come to Houston all the time. What? What, what sport in Oh, sport? we played, they had the same conference as us. Well.
0: So we were, were you all in sport. sport, or?
1: Was yeah. I in the sport? Yeah, I played baseball. I had a baseball scholarship, so. Oh, okay, so
0: that's closer, okay. Yeah, so you
1: closer to play. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. Even like, I, you know, I used, to come to, used to come to Houston all the time, and some of my closest um, college friends all were from Houston. So I used to come visit their family. Um, my godfather actually lived in Houston. So it was kind of like second nature. And the crazy thing is that my dad went to Southern as well. This is what he thought about moving, but he wanted up going back home. So, you know, it was like, it, it really was second nature. And it was a place where I could come, have a fresh start. Um, Houston to me is um, very vibrant, very cultural. It has a lot of culture for everybody. Not just blacks, but if you are raised, there, there's something for everybody here in Houston. That's one thing I do love about it is that it's diversity. Um, it's, it's ableness to fit every price point. Um, fine dining, regular dining, street food, food truck. Uh, they have something for every every race here in Houston. I, I really, really love it. The hospitality scene in Houston is very, under, very underrated. I think we're finally getting our Just New. Hopefully, Michelin decides to come to Houston. Uh, finally, come to Texas, finally, because we do have some phenomenal restaurants. Um, so, just, just just, overall, the um, Houston, uh, Houston hospitality scene and wine scene is, is is killer. When I first got into wine, I, Houston used to be like the laughingstock of Texas. Like, really. We really were like the laughingstock. Uh, we only had, when I got into wine, we only had three, three master signs. Now we have eight. Oh, wow. In the span of seven years. So you know it's uh, and, and it's growing and there's there's more to come. So I'm I'm very very proud of proud of my city. Um, the one thing I'm I'm disappointed in in my city is that there's only four black songs. Period. Oh. In the whole city of Houston. Wait. There's, um, there's only four black
0: songs, and I think there's less here in D.C. to be
1: honest. Really.
0: Yeah. Really. Yeah. That is
1: crazy. Yeah. See, that's what that's why. We have to, you know, that's why I, put things with Tahiri is doing, with Hugh Society, um, what, what Mama Julia is doing, you know, with Black Wine Professionals, what I see other people doing. I think it's very, very important. Um, those scholarships, um, those opportunities to educate. Um, go to conferences, go to these festivals, network, um, be a part of it. If you If you're kind of hesitant and don't know which route to go, just go to one of the festivals. Most of these people I'm naming are going to be there. You're yeah. going to see these faces. If not one of them, probably all of them. Um, that's really a good way to connect as well. It's just take your weekend. They're all fun. It's not like you're just going to go into class. It's, it's nothing but good wine, good fun. Um, and it's a great it's networking true. opportunity. Yeah. No, it's very true. And, you
0: know, I'm not a W-set. I'm not a small A. I am just a lawyer. I'm a lawyer with a podcast. Um, that wants to amplify other people's stories and to be welcomed into the space is amazing and everyone that I've met has been so generous and so uh just so cool mm-hmm. uh because it's like I I'm very clear I am not a said. I am not trying to get a certification I am not an expert I am very Renee. I am going to say this is good. I cannot taste notes. I'm not going to tell you I tasted strawberry. I'm going to say I like this and I don't like that because I think that's what most people sort of feel when they drink wine. But what I want to do is make sure that I amplify the stories to connect the everyday mm-hmm. consumer to all of these amazing brands, and that's that's what I'm here
1: for. I mean, I, I think that's what's most important. At the end of the day. It's all about enjoying what's in the glass. It's that, that's all it's about. Bad
0: juice. Tell me you're a good sommelier or bad. Like, how do how do
1: we know? You you asking the, me? No, that's why
0: that's what we're here to do, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, it's
1: it's like I said, um, you know, like I heard on one of your podcasts you use the black the black <laughs> Like you said, wine is very subjective. And I think people get so intimidated because they wanna be um Perfect, or you know, they want to feel like you know, they want to sound crazy when they're speaking about it. But no one can tell you how it was, what's, what's right and what's wrong. Like I can, I wish I could show you a video of my ten-year-old describing fruit punch. Dad, it's dad. It smells like red crayon and daisies, and um, um, smells like licorice. Uh, this one smells like my room after I, I didn't clean it up. Like I'm like,
0: alright, for
1: sure, son, you got it.
0: Fruit punch. That's what it cool. smells to you. Because it's your palate. Right. It's what your senses say to you. Like, I know people are like, oh, it smells like cotton candy. I, for
1: the life of me, I still can't smell cotton candy and like, <laughs> I, I can not. You, you didn't get cotton kind of
0: candy in that wine at all that day? No cotton kind of candy at all? I still can't smell it. I still cannot smell the cotton candy. My mom even called me and she's like, Dude, Girl, I even went got cotton candy trying
1: to drink it. I did not get the cotton candy. I mean, the one thing one thing I will say um, is that you do have to train your palate. You are going to try a lot of things that you don't like. I don't. I'm not going to sit and say I like every wine. There's a lot of wines I don't like. Um, but you have to, you know, have to get your palate, you know, train your palate to try and taste different things. Um, one thing I do recommend people doing when you do drink a bottle of wine is to try it when it's first open. Then tr- drink it a couple days later see how nose change and then if you try it maybe a week later usually after a week it's probably going it's probably turning bad you know what i'm saying so i would say i would say um i would say do that That what you're getting you're getting it from first opening to some oxidation to when it's fully oxidized that's probably the best way i can say to taste it because usually a you know, wine goes through three phases
0: yeah I think you're well, I don't I don't know. So I know you're right and I appreciate that because I have done that with many bottles of wine where I'm like, day one I'm like, ah and then day two I'm like, Oh yeah Yeah. You know? So the oxidation process is so huge. And I think so many people do not realize how that plays into a bottle absolutely and even like when you go out to like order a glass of wine Mm -hmm. or some champagne and like restaurants do not know they don't do all the time what they're supposed to do with like closing the bottles and right
1: and like sometimes
0: you can be like i don't know if this is tasty right right we, we don't feel comfortable saying like something ain't right you know yeah and, and like, how do you tell a restaurant or a winery like y'all ain't do y'all due diligence and closing the bottle right? I, I
1: had to have it, you know. I had to have it before actually. Um, I won't say the restaurant, right, but I was at home, and I had purchased a bottle of two thousand eight Dom. And um, as soon as they poured it, I was like, this bottle is turned. And they were like, there's no way, there's no way this bottle, this bottle is turned. like, bro, this tastes like straight vinegar. It smells like vinegar. Like I can, I, I can smell. It. I, I say, let me give, let me get the cork. The cork smells like, it smells like uh, uh, wet, uh, wet cardboard. Like that's one way you can tell. If you smell vinegar, or if you smell the cork, it smells like wet cardboard. Everybody know what wet cardboard smell like. The bottle is bad. If you pour it, and if it's a red wine, well, wine does die. So I hope people understand. Wine is a living organism. It's alive when you're drinking it. When wine dies. It turns a brick color. Whether it's white. Or red, it's gonna turn a brick color. If you pour that glass and it looks kind of like, like that rustic red, red color. Now some wines naturally do have it like a Sangiovese. You know, it kind of has that. If you have that rustic red color and it smells like vinegar or um that that wet, dirty yeah. Um, like cardboard. It yeah, yeah mildewy do Whatnot. You know, Just tell him it's a bad bottle, and he wind up tasting like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry, sir. This bottle is bad." Like, yeah, I'm not. I I don't want you to have to open up another bottle of 2008 Dom Perignon, but bro, this brother's bottle is bad, man. I do want
0: you to open up another bottle of 2008 Dom Perignon because
1: I'm paying for it. That's true. Open it up. That's what I'm paying
0: for. But we as people of color, you know,
1: sometimes we get a little, you know. I, I would say this. It's like anything that we do. Walk to every situation confident. Stand, stand your, stand your ground on what you believe. You believe it's bad it's bad. And if you don't like something, I don't care. They open up the bottle. Hey man, I know it. I thought I wanted this. Hey, I, I, I it just it's not doing it for
0: me.
1: Yeah. Get something else. It's okay to say no. Don't, don't. You don't have to commit to what you don't like,
0: yeah. especially with them
1: wine it's it's the wine prices. especially with the restaurant prices.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a stale smell and uh. I came in. I came in late. What y'all talking about? And what are y'all sipping? So someone wants to know what you're sipping. I know we're
1: we're at time. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> this is a I'm great sorry. conversation. I'm But someone wants to know what you are drinking. I'm drinking Domaine La Bordier. This is 100% Pinot Noir from the Côte de Bars. Um, single vintage. Um, Dose Follet, which means sweet madness. Uh, it's made in the Chardonnay method. Chardonnay method is when they take the grapes, put the skin, let the skin soak, so it turns into a nice Pinkish color, it's very fresh, crisp, light, and refreshing.
0: Nice. Uh, and okay, of course, because I feel like I have to call you the champagne master, like that's a very amazing title. Wait, come on. Can't call you by your first name. It's like Hashi Tashi, right? Like so, how can people connect with you? and follow you and make sure that like,
1: they're in the know with everything that you got going on. Well, you can follow me on Instagram at champagne underscore master. I'm um, actually about to drop my website uh, for my company in probably the next week or so. Um, and I can give you a brief rundown on that. I'm actually in the works of doing some importing. So I have that going on, bringing in some nice core producers um, to the Texas market. Uh, but the ultimate goal is to open up uh, the first 100% African-American-owned uh, champagne retail shopping bar in the country. So that's what we, that's the ultimate goal. So I need to I get with you on, on that too. Yes! It's cause Isaiah is my uncle, like my, my uncle. But
0: like, we, we go back, cause we Chicago. I don't know why I just threw up the post. I'm not gay related at that. It's just Chicago. It's, but, <laughs> and I am very, tired. Uh, But all that to say I'm so grateful for you Thank you So happy for you to join us I hope that we can have you on again And I plan to be on Houston um, Later this year for several things Both professionally, work-wise And personally So hopefully we can do it live in person Because there's a lot more to come
1: I I would love that I got a perfect spot for it Especially with, with with your pink I got a perfect spot for it Yay! i know
0: it's gotta be it's i gotta know be yes and i won't be at your says they're gonna be your first customer i'll be your second customer at your black owned champagne establishment thank um, you let's make sure that i can package it up in my suitcase
1: well i appreciate you thank you for allowing me to be on your show and gracing me um allow me to grace you with my presence and you have a blessed evening thank you guys so much for all your love and support
0: Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye, and guys. We have you Black History Month. Happy Black, right? Black History
1: Month. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> Cheers.